Pastor Chukso Goye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chuks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our daily broadcast, Understanding the Goodness of God, where we share on the character of the God we serve. We have been sharing this for 118 episodes already. Tonight is episode 119. Uh, we are uh, bringing stuff, mysteries out of the Word of God uh, to help us understand the God we serve. For the Bible says that those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploit. This is the generation of believers that need to know God for who he really is. You see, the, ministry, the results that came out of the ministry of Jesus was because he knew the Father. <laughs> he knew the Father. And he came to showcase the Father. So, so his knowledge of the true character of the Father was the secret to his power. It was a secret to the amazing results, phenomenal results that Jesus Christ manifested. What is that saying? If the church in our time will get to see the Father the way Jesus knew the Father, if the church will get to know the Father the way Jesus knew the Father, we are going to have the same results. We are going to have the same results in terms of power and in terms of character. In terms of power and in terms of character. Now I believe that we are that generation that is going to truly reflect Christ in the earth. That truly manifest Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. God, God spoke to me many years ago and said, raise a people that will manifest Christ in the earth. Uh, and, and it's a revelation of the goodness of God that will help us manifest Christ in the earth. Alright, tonight, episode 119, my contemplation is titled, The Goodness of God Resolves Contradictions of Faith. The Goodness of God Resolves Contradictions of Faith. Alright, I, I, I want to, you know, uh, by way of introduction, what are contradictions of faith? Contradictions of faith are things that happen when your faith has been uh, put into gear. Faith, your faith has been released. And now, instead of you seeing things that are consistent with the things that you're believing for, you are seeing things that are opposites. Yeah, that's what contradictions of faith are. So contradictions that come out in manifestation when your faith has been released. So you release your faith for healing, and then the symptoms get worse. So instead of you seeing healing, you are seeing worsened symptoms. You release your faith for a certain business deal to come through, and then it, it falls through. And, 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 and you're wondering about what happened. I thought I released my faith for God to come through for me. And, you know, contradictions of faith is when God says, go to the promised land, deliver the people from, from Egypt. And then you meet, you meet the Red Sea. You meet the Red Sea, and then Pharaoh is coming from behind, waters in front, mountains on the sides, and you're locked in. That's the contradiction of faith. Contradictions of faith is when God tells you to build a boat 
that he's going to send the rain and you start building a boat and years and years and years pass and no rain is coming and people begin to mock you you didn't you say rain is coming and you are building this gigantic boat and and deceiving yourself that's contradictions of faith contradictions of faith is when god tells you to go to a land that he's going to bless you and you arrive at that land and there is a famine in the land that's contradictions of faith and there's a famine and yet god spoke contradictions of faith is when you step out to walk on water <laughs> at the instance of jesus calling you to walk on water and then the storm is trying to blow you out of the water and cause you to start drowning that's contradictions of faith so every time people had exercised their faith there is usually contradictions that follow so i want to talk to you tonight about contradictions of faith and how to resolve them because you can resolve contradictions of faith. You can definitely resolve contradictions of faith. And, and this is what God is, is wanting to pass across to me and you tonight. That we need to learn how to resolve contradictions of faith. Because they need to be resolved. Because your faith will work. When faith in God is absolute, result is inevitable. Let me say it again. When faith in God is absolute, result is inevitable. It doesn't mean that when faith in God is absolute, there are no contradictions. It just says results are inevitable. So in other words, in the school of faith, anybody who will graduate in the school of faith must learn how to necessarily learn how to deal with contradictions of faith. It's all over the Bible. It's littered all over the Bible. So anybody who is going to graduate with flying colors from the school of faith, you must learn how to deal with contradictions of faith. And that's what I came tonight to share and to shed light on how to deal with contradictions of faith. Are you ready? All right, let's go to the scriptures. Let's go. We're going to start at Matthew chapter 11. There's a story in Matthew chapter 11 that we are going to uh, start from. And we're going to learn one or two things from there. We, we, we actually taught from this story last week. So let's, let's go there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 2 to 3. All right. And when John heard in prison about the works of Christ, speaking of John the Baptist, he sent two of his disciples and said to Jesus and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Verse 4, Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. This is our brother, John the Baptist, a cousin of Jesus, who was prophetically indicated to be a forerunner for Jesus. He came, you know, doing his ministry, and um, he confronted Herod regarding sin that was in Herod's life. Herod had taken his brother's wife, and it was an adulterous relationship, and he was trying to make it official. So he had taken his brother's wife, and, and had taken his brother's wife to be his wife. And John confronted the situation and said, no, 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 no. Nah, nah, nah. So Herod got upset. Even Herodias, which was, you know, Herod's uh, uh, brother's wife, they both got upset about John the Baptist confronting uh, uh, their adulterous relationship. 
So they, they arrested John the Baptist and threw him into prison. So, so Bible scholars believe that he had been in prison between six months and two years. Now, now he's been in prison and obviously nobody loves to be in prison. So he was praying for deliverance. He was asking God to come through and, um, and he was expecting Jesus to come through. All right. He had certain expectations of the ministry of Jesus. You know, because when we read in, in Matthew, uh, um, in chapter 3, verse 12, we see the picture that he had about the ministry of Jesus. I don't have the time to go there now, but Matthew chapter 3, verse 12, he, he, he had this idea, the picture that Jesus was going to deal with opposition. Jesus was going to deal with non-conformity. Anybody who did not align with Jesus, Jesus was going to, you know, deal with that person ruthlessly. So, so that was his impression of the ministry of Jesus. That Jesus came to deal ruthlessly with anything that stands in the way. That anything that does not align with his ministry. But unfortunately, he, he got it wrong. Jesus did not come to kill men. Jesus came to save men. So, so his interpretation of Jesus' ministry uh, had put him in a place where he was expecting Jesus to come to his rescue. Somehow to deal with Herod and get him out of jail. So, so now he's sitting in jail waiting for Herod to be dealt with by Jesus so that he can come out of jail. And Jesus was not doing that. Jesus was not doing that. So, so he got discouraged and got, and got disillusioned. Doubt began to creep into his heart about the ministry of Jesus, the authenticity of the messiahship of Jesus. So he, he, one day he couldn't take it anymore. He sent, he called some of his disciples when they came to visit him in jail and sent to them to go to Jesus and, and ask him the question, are you the Messiah? Or, or you are, you, you know, you, you are not the one. Maybe there's another person that is coming. I don't understand what you are doing. I don't understand. I expected you to come for my deliverance. I expected you to come and, and help me and rescue me. I expected you to deal with Herod. I expected you to deal with Herod, but you didn't. So, what's the story here? So, Jesus heard these disciples of John with their message. And uh, Jesus sent a word back <laughs> to his cousin. He sent a word back to his cousin. And this is the message today. So, so what happened to John the Baptist? John the Baptist was experiencing a contradiction of faith. He was experiencing a contradiction of faith. He's been here for a long time. And he was expecting his faith in the Messiah to deliver him from prison. And when that deliverance was not coming, when he expected it to come. And this is the, the problem that many believers face. You're expecting the money to come, but the money is delaying. You're expecting the healing to come, but the symptoms have gotten worse. You're expecting the marriage to heal, but your spouse has just drank crazy potion. And they are behaving like, like Satan has just possessed them. And, and you are, you are expecting, you know, God to come through for the child, but instead the situation is getting worse. Contradictions of faith. Contradictions of faith. You expected the miracle to come through, you know, the financial provision to come through, but right now you are being thrown out. You are being thrown out. You know, so, so when, when we face contradictions of faith, can I say it like I said it in my intro, in my opening this evening? Every believer who walks by faith will experience some contradictions. Noah experienced it. Abraham experienced it. David experienced it. You will experience some contradictions in your journey of faith. 
But remember this. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. We don't have a choice. The just shall die outside of faith. So we don't have a choice. We must live by faith. We must understand how faith works and understand how to deal with contradictions because it's a part of faith. We will experience contradictions. And that you're experiencing contradictions does not mean that what God said has has fallen to the ground, that the word of God will not come to pass. Nah, there will be contradictions of faith. Samuel, the prophet, experienced contradictions of faith. God sent him to go and anoint a son of Jesse. And right, right there, he's pouring, trying to pour oil on seven sons, and the oil is not coming out. And he said, no, something is wrong here. I know what I heard. <laughs> Jesse brought out seven sons. And he tried to anoint each one of them, and the oil will not flow. And he said, I know what I heard. Hey, there is a boy in this house, there is a son in this house, who is the next king of Israel. I know what I heard. Jesse, do you not have another son? And Jesse said, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There is that one. He's a young boy. He's there in the backside of the desert, you know, looking after sheep. He, yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, Samuel faced that contradiction. Sometimes God will give you a word, and you give the word, and it looks like you lied. <laughs> That's a contradiction of faith. It looks like you lied, you prophesied, you declared it, but it's not happening. Uh-huh. So, so, so the, the Bible is full of it. Okay, so they come to, to Jesus with John's doubts. And Jesus says to them, go and tell John the things that you hear and see. What are you hearing and seeing? The blind see. The lame walk. And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Basically, he was saying, Go and tell John the goodness of God is flowing (laughs) in my ministry. The goodness of God is flowing in my ministry. I know you are facing a contradiction of faith, but if you are going to hold on to the goodness of God, I came to display the goodness of God. I came to manifest the goodness of God. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good. Jesus was the expression of the goodness of God. He went about doing good and healing them that are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus came to manifest the goodness of God. So he's telling John's disciples, go and tell John we are in the dispensation for the manifestation of the goodness of God. I don't know who I am speaking to this evening, but we are in the dispensation for the manifestation of the goodness of God. That's all you need to know in the midst of contradictions. Hold on to the goodness of God. Hold on to the goodness of God. I know you are facing contradictions. I know the things that you you release your faith. It seems like it's getting worse. It seems like the thing is going south and you don't know how. Hold on to the goodness of God in the midst of contradictions because that is the only way to resolve the contradictions. See, John had become offended at God. He had become offended at Jesus because he was facing contradiction. And that's what happens. When you don't understand the the message of the goodness of God, you will get offended at God when you face contradictions. You will get offended. 
John the Baptist had just gotten offended. And that's what many believers will get angry at God. I don't know why you're not answering me. I don't know why you're... Hey, hey, hey. You get angry at God. And you begin to accuse God. Hey! You begin to accuse God of ill motive. You begin to accuse God of ill motive. That was the children of Israel on their way out of, of Egypt to the promised land. Every time they faced a contradiction of faith, they accused God of ill motive. God, you brought us out to kill us. God, you should have left us in Egypt where we enjoyed cucumber and garlic and, and leeks and onions. Stupid people. They constantly accused God and their leader Moses. As a pastor, uh, for many years, I have seen it. People get angry at God. And since they don't see God to slap God and beat God, they, they take it out on me. <laughs> they get angry at me. Because they are facing contradictions of faith. I have had people leave my ministry because they got angry that the things they were believing God for didn't happen when they wanted it to happen and they thought it was me. And they got angry and they moved away from the program of God for their lives. They moved away from where God planted them and went somewhere else because they got angry at God. And since they cannot see God, they took it out on, on the leader. That's what they were doing. They took it out on Moses. They took it out on Moses. Sometimes they brought stones to stone Moses. They brought sticks to, you know, kill Moses because they get offended at God. And they, since they can't see God to shout at God, they shout at Moses. This is what happens. This is, listen to me. Your life will never be the same when you get this message. This is what happens when you don't know that God is absolutely good. That God has no evil intention in his heart towards you. That God is good. There's no evil that comes out of him. In other words, when God sets to do good, he does good. God is infinitely good. Meaning that there is no, listen, there is no obstacle that God cannot overrule to get your miracle to you. I know you're facing contradictions right now, but hear the word of the Lord. God will overrule that contradiction if you can just stay with the faith in the goodness of God. If you can stay believing that this miracle is still going to come to pass. I don't care the contradictions I face right now. I don't care how bad the symptoms are getting. I know that I have believed for my miracle. I know that I believe for my healing. And that healing must manifest. It's manifested. I am holding my healing despite the contradiction. Because I know God is good. Because I know God is good. The goodness of God resolves contradictions of faith. That's our contemplation today. The goodness of God. That's why your faith in the goodness of God has to be rock solid. That, that God is a son and a shield. He does not withhold anything good from them that walk uprightly. I walk uprightly because I'm in Christ Jesus. And because I'm in Christ Jesus, the goodness of God is coming through to me. I want to give you just a, 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 a story to help you understand this. I want to show you a story to help you understand this. In Mark chapter 4. This is so powerful, what I'm saying tonight. Mark chapter 4. This is, uh, I read at verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Uh, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Verse 37. And a great windstorm. I want you to note that. A great windstorm 
arose and the waves beat into the boat out of nowhere. A great, not just a windstorm, a great windstorm arose and beat into the boat so that it was already feeling. So that it was already feeling. But he was in the stern. He was at the bottom of the boat, asleep on a pillow. And yet the boat was filling with water, meaning that water covered the master. Jesus had water cover him completely, and he was still sleeping. He was still sleeping. Who sleeps when water fills the boat you are sleeping in? How can you continue to sleep? But he was there, he was fast asleep. But uh, um, I'm, I'm reading at verse 38. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, now hear what they said to him, Do you not care that we are perishing? What kind of question is that? They are accusing him of, evil, of, of insensitivity. Do you not care that we are perishing? In other words, they are getting offended. Are you not, are you not concerned that we are perishing? That was not a positive thing to say. You are accusing the master of insensitivity. You are accusing the master of being irresponsible. He is the one who initiated this journey in the first place. He said, let us go over to the other side. So you are accusing him of being irresponsible. Do you know that when you get angry at God, when you are facing contradictions of faith, and you get angry and you get upset at God, you are accusing God of irresponsibility. You are accusing God of not knowing what he's doing. Do you not care that, that, that my things are being thrown out? Do you not care? That it looks like, come on. Even Jesus faced contradictions of faith in John 11. He said, when they called him to come and pray for Lazarus, his friend, that he was sick. He said, this sickness is not unto death. And he declared, this sickness is not unto death. And carried on with what he was doing. And then news comes a few days later. Lazarus is dead. Yet he declared, this sickness is not unto death. Lazarus is dead. So even though he declared it, the devil still went ahead to kill, kill Lazarus. But because Jesus understood this thing I'm teaching today, that the goodness of God resolves all contradictions, your faith will still produce results if you have faith in the goodness of God. So he held on to the goodness of God. The God who spoke to me that this sickness is not unto death. I don't care if he dies, I will raise him up. <laughs> because it's not unto death. This death, this death is an anomaly. This death is an anomaly. Can I tell you something? There are people who have died. It was not the will of God for them to die. Listen, Lazarus died, yet it wasn't the will of God for him to die. There are many people who die. It's not the will of God to, for them to die. Our job as believers in Christ Jesus is to stand there and, and correct that contradiction and eliminate that contradiction and raise that person back to life. Stand on the word of God and say, God, you're a good God. You have spoken to us. This person, we are not going to take this contradiction. And if we have to stand for, for a day, for two days, for five days, for ten days, we will stand there until the dead is brought back to life. Because that contradiction needs to be overruled. It's not the will of God. But you see, because our faith in the goodness of God is not rock solid. When we face contradictions, we allow contradictions make us accuse God of being insensitive. Accuse God of being, of being not strong. Accuse God of not caring. And, you know, all kinds of things come into our heart. This is what is happening to these people. 
They are accusing Jesus of being insensitive, of being irresponsible. What did Jesus do? Verse 39. He arose and rebuked. I want you to note that word. He arose and rebuked the wind. He rebuked the wind because he realized this wind is of the devil. This wind is demonic. He rebuked it. Rebuke is a strong word. He rebuked that wind because that wind was not supposed to arise. Certain contradictions of faith you are facing are nothing but demonically engineered uh, uh, opposition to drown your faith. To, to make you believe that God is not good. To make the goodness of God to be circuited so that it doesn't get to you. Jesus understood, I'm dealing with something demonic here. I'm dealing with something, it, doesn't, it didn't come from God. It came from Satan. Listen, some of the results that you're getting after your faith has been released is the devil that engineered those results just to flaw your faith, just to mock your faith, just to cause you to doubt God, just to cause you to lose faith in your God. And Listen, this is why you need to hear what I'm saying. You need to believe in the absolute goodness of God. My God is good to me and nothing else comes from him towards me but his goodness. He is my son and he is my shield. He is giving me grace and glory. He's pouring it out in my life. You got to believe that. So Jesus rebuked that wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the Bible says, And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. The wind ceased. Let me tell you what was going on. There were some demons behind that storm. Can I suggest to you that some of the storms that you're facing right now, there are some demons behind that storm. If you will believe in the goodness of God and take a hold of your authority as a child of God and rebuke that devil. See, there are some demons behind that awkward behavior from your spouse. There are some demons behind the storm in your marriage. There are some demons behind the storm in your business. There are some demons behind it. Jesus rebuked that wind. He rebuked the demons behind it. And Bible said immediately... Immediately there was a great, the wind ceased. And the storm calmed down. And look at what he says in verse 40. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? Why are you fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? No faith in what? No faith in the goodness of God. What is it that made Jesus Continue to sleep even when water covered his whole body. He had faith in the goodness of God. See, see, listen, listen to this. There's no way, please, when a boat gets filled with water, the boat is going down. The boat is going to drown. The boat is going down when it fills with water. Now the boat is filling with water. It has covered Jesus. He was still sleeping. How come Jesus is not worried that he's going to drown? Because he had faith in the absolute goodness of God. He believed that the goodness of God would never allow him to drown. He had that perfect faith that made him continue to sleep in the midst of a storm. Can I tell you something? When there is a contradiction of faith, when your faith in the goodness of God is strong and established, you will be sleeping. You will sleep through every contradiction. You, you will not allow contradictions to weary you, to stir you up, to agitate you into more negative emotion, to make you afraid. He is rebuking them. He said, why are you afraid? Have you no faith in the goodness of God? Why are you afraid? 
So I'm saying to you, child of God, why are you afraid that the provision will not come? Why are you afraid that the landlord will disgrace you? Why are you afraid that the dead will not rise? Why are you afraid? Have you no faith in the goodness of God? Have you no faith in the goodness of God? You, you got to have faith in the goodness of God. Listen, when you know the God you serve is absolutely good. See, part of the problem, why we are struggling, is because of the conflicts we have inside of us about the true nature of God. Because we are not sure that God is good to us. We are not sure. Sometimes we think he wants to slap us. He wants to beat us. He wants to kill us. He's the one putting sickness and disease on us. Because when you have those kind of things, it, it messes up your faith inside. And you are not able to hold on to your faith in the midst of contradictions. Because you are not so sure that God is determined to send you help. That God is determined he has already sent you the provision. He has already sent you the deliverance. That's what Jesus told the disciples of John. Go and tell him we are in the dispensation where the goodness of God is raining. is pouring from heaven like a rain. The blind are seeing. The lame are walking. The deaf are hearing. The dead are being raised. If you hold on to that goodness of God, you also will come out of jail. John, believe in the goodness of God and stop getting offended. Stop getting offended by contradiction. Believe in the goodness of God. But unfortunately, that message did not get to John. He, or if he heard, John heard it, his heart did not hear it. John ended up being assassinated in jail. He ended up being beheaded and he died because he didn't believe in the goodness of God. Can I tell you something? See, the disciples of Jesus, oh, this, this, there's so much revelation. The disciples of Jesus says, do you not care that we are perishing? Can I tell you something? That you are in jeopardy does not mean you are perishing. The Bible said in the book of Luke, he said they were in jeopardy when Luke, you know, Luke's rendition of this story in Luke chapter 8, verse 23 to 25, he said they, are, they were in jeopardy. That you are in jeopardy, that your life is in danger doesn't mean you are perishing. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I fear no evil. So, so you can't be afraid of evil. That you are in jeopardy doesn't mean you are perishing. Stop equating being in jeopardy as that I'm dying. Stop equating that the business is in jeopardy means it's dying. That the, that the marriage is in jeopardy means it's dying. No! No! Jeopardy can be a manifestation of a contradiction of faiths. That's what it is. It doesn't mean you are dying. Uh, I wish you could get what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you are dying. That you have a symptom doesn't mean you have the disease. Oh, get what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you are dying. That the doctor's report say you are dying doesn't mean you are dying. The doctor does not have the final say in your life. The doctor does not have the final say in your life. <laughs> the lawyer say you lost the case doesn't mean you lost the case. Your business is in jeopardy. Your finances is in jeopardy. The deal is in jeopardy. Does not mean it's the end of the road. No. No. That Lazarus died does not mean that was the end of Lazarus. Jesus came and rose him from the dead. Woke him up and brought him back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, out, he overrode that contradiction. Because the death of Lazarus was a contradiction. He overrode that contradiction. Brought him back to life. I, I command every contradiction in your life. 
be overwritten right now in the name of Jesus. Every contradiction in your life be overwritten right now in the name of Jesus. I don't care what the devil has said. I don't care what the circumstances are saying. I don't care what the doctors are saying. I don't care what the experts are saying. But I'm saying to you, he who has faith, when faith in God is absolute, result is inevitable. I'm declaring results has come. I'm declaring your faith has come into manifestation. Oh yes, he is the beginner and the finisher of your faith. The one who started your faith is the one who finishes it, who manifests, brings a manifestation. And I say that your song will not end in the night. Your song is not ending in the night. You will sing that song in the morning because I say joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. You are going to over, over, override this contradiction. You are at last this adversity. You are at last the contradiction. You are at last the negativity you are facing right now. I am saying to you, the goodness of God is going to swallow up every negativity around you. I say, hold on to the faith of the goodness of God. It's going to swallow up every negativity around you in the name of Jesus. I'm done for tonight. I prophesy strength to you. You will not be discouraged. I prophesy strength to you. You will not, oh yes, you will not, you will not be weary. You will not be tired. The Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. For you will reap if you faint not. Don't let the contradiction cause you to faint. Or I said, don't let the contradiction you are facing right now cause you to faint. Hold on to the goodness of God. I declare, the goodness of God has resolved that contradiction. And that's exactly what happened here. The goodness of God, the goodness of God sorted out this storm because Jesus believed in it. Jesus believed in the goodness of God. I don't know what storm you are facing right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm declaring, I'm releasing my faith. I come into that boat with you. Hallelujah. I come into that boat with you and I represent Jesus. I stand as a servant of God and I represent Jesus and I speak to that wind. I command that storm. Be still. Peace. Be still in the name of Jesus. Peace. Be still. I speak peace into your marriage that has a storm. I speak peace into your ministry that has a storm. I speak peace into your educational pursuit that has a storm currently. I speak peace to your business that has a storm currently and I declare peace be still in the name of Jesus I don't know what you're facing but I but I, I speak a prophetic word of the Lord into your situation if where they had said no to you I replace it with a yes right now in the name of Jesus where they have said no to you I replace it with a yes or oh, here somebody has been given a no that no is turned around now to a yes in the name of Jesus. If you are the one, type it in the live stream. I am the one. I am the one. I got a no, but I changed that no to a yes. Right now, I, I replace that no with a yes. That contradiction is over. I overwrite that contradiction and I give you the victory that you have believed God for in the name of Jesus. The goodness of God. Jesus brought the goodness of God. To manifest for these people that were in the same boat with him. Even though they didn't believe. But he believed. But his faith carried them through. His faith brought victory. My faith brings victory for you in the name of Jesus. My faith overrides that negativity for you in the name of Jesus. Stay with me. Episode 120 tomorrow. As we deal with the goodness of God swallows up all negativities. That's our contemplation for tomorrow. The goodness of God swallows up all negativities. God bless you. I love you very much. I want to see your testimony. I want to see what God is going to do in your life. See you tomorrow. Good night.
There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being 